everybody. How y'all doing tonight? It is Monday. It is March 1st. That means it is check-in Monday. And I'm so grateful to have y'all with me tonight um, as we are checking in. And uh, as you're coming in, uh, thank you so much for joining me. Um, you know, as we've entered into um, this new month of uh, the year, March 1st, it seems like we just came in to um, the new year not too long ago, which gives us the indicates to us that the year is moving pretty quickly. And here we are already in March. And so we're grateful to God for his blessings and his favor and for all things that he's done for us. And we are just excited and happy. You know, we've been talking about the last couple of check-in Mondays. We've been talking about dealing with uh, grief, how to handle it, how to deal with it. And uh, tonight I want to sort of not veer off subject, but really talk about something that I think is important with so many people uh, dealing with that particular subject of grief and grieving, seeing so many even this week and on the timeline, many that have lost uh, their parents, their fathers, some that have lost uh, loved ones and, and not just, um, you know, older, but even younger. And so we want to just sort of... Uh, tonight share with you and deal with those uh, things. You know, one of the things, hey, Pastor Johnson, one of the things that I want to talk about tonight, you know, there are many times when people are very, um, I guess, uh, I, I don't want to use the term insensitive, but I do want to use it in a way uh, because in the time when people are grieving, in the time that people are going through, whether they're grieving from the loss of a loved one, whether they're grieving from uh, disappointments or hurt or whatever it may be. Sometimes uh, those of us that have never uh, haven't experienced grief in a certain way, sometimes we have the tendency of being insensitive and not understanding and not going along and not really doing and dealing with things the way we should. I ran across a post of a friend of mine uh, that uh, did something. I want to share it with you before I get all the way into this particular subject tonight. And uh, this is what they uh, listed. If you cannot understand why someone is grieving for so long, consider yourself fortunate that you do not understand. And uh, I want to let that sit there for just a moment. Uh, if, you, if you can't understand, if, if you don't understand why someone is grieving for so long and uh, consider yourself fortunate that you don't understand why, and you haven't experienced that because, of course, people that are grieving, sometimes they're going through with grieving. And sometimes it takes a minute. It takes a, a process of uh, going through it and dealing with it uh, uh, to unpack and to deal with what just happened or the things that just took place. You have to deal with those things and they can get sort of, um, you know, to the point that, People that if they don't understand it, and, and I found out most people, if they haven't been to that place, they don't understand it. If they haven't experienced it that way, then that's why they say some of the stuff they say until it hits them. Because understand, you can lose someone that maybe not be as close to you, but then you can lose some that's, someone that's really close and you deal with it a whole different way from the way you dealt with the other individual or person. So tonight, I want to sort of talk to you about uh, the worst things you can do, say or do when people are grieving. 
And this may help somebody uh, uh, to understand that there's some things that's just not good to do or good to say when people are grieving. It's just best if you don't know what to say, not to say anything. It's like going into the hospital when someone is sick and you you talking about all the sickness and disease and stuff instead of encouraging them. And one of the things when people are grieving and going through, sometimes one of the things they really need that most of us don't understand is they don't always need us to talk. Sometimes they just need us to listen. They don't always need our input. They don't always need our encouragement. Sometimes they just need us to be a listening ear so they can just sort of talk and, and sort of lighten the load of the things they're facing and the things they're dealing with. And sometimes we don't understand that. We, we want to figure and, and try to be, and I'm going to be honest with you, we want to try to be spiritual. We want to try to be where we will say stuff that will uh, that we think that we're we're being profound and all spiritual. But sometimes people don't need that. They just need you to be quiet and listen. Because when you've lost a loved one, sometimes you talk about it's not a rambling, but you just want to talk. You just want to say stuff. And every now and then they just want you to say, uh-huh, I, I understand or I'm praying for you. And sometimes we don't do that. We just go, we just go to talking and running our mouths and 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 they just need you to listen. Sometimes they just want to tell you of, of how they feel and what it feels like and how this really is affecting them. And they just want to hear you to hear them. And we've got to learn that sometimes it's good. It's not always good to just talk because sometimes you say things that will not be encouraging of things that will be sort of off to people. Uh, one, one thing you can do when people are going through and grieving, I've seen people come in and say, well, you know, y'all just need to get over it. That's the worst thing you can say, say to a grieving person. You just need to get up, get over it and move on. Uh, it's easy for you to say that when you're not in that place. It's easy for you to say that when you're not dealing with that. Uh, it's easy. I mean, it's very easy. Y'all need to get up and get over it. Now, everyone will get over it to a certain extent at a certain point, but it doesn't mean that they're going to get over it right away, especially if it's fresh, if it's a month, two months, three months, sometimes longer than that. It, it takes a minute. And for you, for me or you or anybody else to come in and be insensitive and say to them, you just need to get over it. That's not a good thing. That's that's an insensitive person that's an insensitive individual about telling somebody what they need to do and get over it quick i know people that are still dealing with grief they've lost a husband and they still dealing with it years later and uh you know when they, when they talk to me i talk to them i try to encourage them to uh you know move on and do things but i've never expressed to them just get over it and move on they ain't coming back i've never said stuff like that you have to be careful how you deal with people that have dealt with things like that and they're grieving still. You have to ch uh, choose your words, uh, choose your words carefully that you don't say the wrong thing. You don't do and say the wrong stuff, um, you know, because you, you could be talking about somebody's mother or father or sister 
a brother, even if it's someone that was uh, killed tragically, or even if they were not in the church, you, you still don't go down that, that road where you talk crazy to people and say bad things and, and, and cause people to get uh, bring out the other side of themselves because that's what's going to happen. Some people are going to flip to the left and you're going to be wondering, well, why are you acting all like that? Well, why did you have to say that? You, you said the wrong thing. You, you, you went to the wrong area. You, you shouldn't have said that. You should have just kept your mouth closed and we'd have been fine. But no, you decided that you were going to open your mouth and say the wrong things. So you got to know what to say and what not to say. And and when you are talking, you know, uh, you shouldn't always try to bring up uh, negative things when people are grieving. No matter, I'm going to say that again, no matter if the person is saved or not saved, there's certain things you shouldn't do. And there are certain things you shouldn't say. There, there are things that you should say and there are things you shouldn't say at all. And I know that we don't like to deal with these type of things. We think that because we have some type of spirituality that we can say whatever we want to say to people. We don't understand that sometimes we don't have the answers. We don't know how to deal with what your grief may be. It's the wrong thing to say. Sometimes the wrong things to do. Uh, and, and I'm sure there's somebody watching me can attest to the fact that sometimes you have things where people have done the wrong things at the wrong time, especially when you were grieving, uh, you know, and, and they will come at you the wrong way when you are grieving. And, and they'll make you to feel that uh, you are somewhat wrong because you are grieving and you should be more stronger than that. And you should be spiritual. And I'm, I'm, I'm wondering, do we understand, as I said last week, that there's always a, a human side to our reaction on everything. Everything is not a spiritual reaction. Things, we are human, so we react human in human ways. I got a call, um, uh, was it last night? I think it was the night before last. I got a call from one of my cousins called me and they were telling me, about uh, one of my cousins, his, his wife is uh, dealing with cancer and, and everything, and, and uh, they've stopped chemo and everything and stuff like that. And I, 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 I prayed, and we prayed for a miracle, but I have to admit to you, I felt some kind of way when I got that news. It, it, and it was a human side of me to feel that way. It was a human side of me to feel that way. It wasn't nothing wrong with me feeling that way don't mean I don't have no faith. It don't mean that I'm not praying for them. It don't mean that I'm not believing God. It just means that I'm human. So I felt a certain kind of way when I got that news. And 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 most of the day I've thought about it. I've been thinking about that and and praying and 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 telling God, God, whatever you do, we, we will go with whatever you do. If you heal, we thank you. But if you decide to do something different, we're going to thank you still. Why? Because I have to understand. And so it would be crazy for me to make crazy statements when people are dealing with that. Not just grieving, but when people are dealing with sickness and different things. We've got to learn 
to uh, have what the Bible says, Jesus was touched and filled with compassion. And, and, and that's where we are missed out at when it comes to grieving and come to people hurting. I know we, we want to have tough love, and I think a tough love is appropriate at certain times, but not in all situations. We have to learn to have compassion, and you have to learn to be compassionate when things happen, and you've got to learn what not to do and what not to say. You, you don't go into a room of grieving people in a family and, and go in talking crazy and telling them, why y'all in here crying? Get over it. Y'all need to get over this and get over that. I remember when my uh, mother-in-law passed, uh, I posted something on, on Facebook and just saying, you know, uh, how we were going to miss her and everything and what a great person she was and all of that. And uh, I, I never forget all of a sudden on, on my, uh, on, on, I was reading, you know, reading the comments people were giving and uh, one of the preachers that I've known since I was, we, we grew up together, came on my timeline talking crazy and talking ignorant and saying, you need to, you need to uh, take this mess off. You a man to God and you this. And so I, I, I didn't mind that I went on and didn't bother with it. And then he inboxed me later and uh, said some crazy stuff. And so I just blocked him. I, I completely blocked him. He, he can't see my stuff. Uh, nothing he can see about my stuff. I blocked him because I understood that even though he may be a, a, a pastor or a man to God, he's dealing in ignorance. And since he's dealing with ignorance, my tolerance level for ignorance is low. And so I don't deal with ignorance like that. I just, uh, I, I, I have the choice of whether I want to deal with it or not, or whether I want to block you and not have nothing to do with you. So I chose to block him. And, uh, you know, and, and went on about my business, uh, you know, so I don't, I don't, I, I have nothing to do with that. So that's what I'm saying. You don't come when, and my mother, mother-in-law had just passed. Matter of fact, she had just passed. She passed at home. Her body was still in the room when I made the post, still in the room. Had they, they hadn't even came and pronounced her or taken her body out. And here's somebody making an ignorant statement. You see what I'm saying? So you have to understand that we have to learn what to say and what not to say. If you're going to be a person that's supposed to be knowing what you're doing, whether you're a pastor or, or whoever, you've got to know what to do and what to say. If you don't know what to say, then just don't say anything. If you don't know what to say, don't visit the house. If you don't know what to say, you know, don't, don't make a comment. On, on on Facebook. Don't don't do anything. If you don't know what to say, just don't do anything. Don't do it. It's simple. I mean, it's that's so elementary that my grandkids would know that. Just don't say anything. If you don't know what to say, don't say. If you don't know how to go and visit someone if they've lost loved ones, if you don't know what what to say, just be quiet. Because the worst thing you can do is get it where people, you know, because something is one thing about grieving. I think all of us have to understand when people are grieving and you push that wrong button, you're going to be got. 
they're going to get you. <laughs> Something is coming that you may not be ready for. I promise you that. So you got to learn not not to do that. Uh, I remember when my uh, when my uncle passed. Uh, you know, because most people when they're grieving, and I said to you last week, most people when they're grieving, you know what they do? They they post pictures, uh, they post videos, uh, especially with this social media piece. They they do a lot more expressing how they feel, trying to deal with it to get from under it or whatever. And um, sometimes we we just don't understand. So when my uncle passed. Uh, a, a preacher friend of mine, he's deceased now himself, but uh, we were in a meeting and he said, uh, man, I, I I saw your post uh, about your uncle or something. And he said he, 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 it was some to the uh, reference of, you know, uh, you sad, ain't you? Or you get something like it. Some, it was something crazy. And I said to him, I said, uh, oh, are we going there? And he said, what do you mean? And so I told him, I said, now, you've been, you've been asking me to come to my church to preach forever. I said, that right there just got you uh, where you will never get an invitation because you, you saying the wrong thing at the wrong time. And he apologized and apologized and apologized. I was like, you know, there's some things you just don't do. There's some things you just don't say. And some of us think we smart, but we're not. You, you're not smart because you, 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 you're not smart enough not to say the wrong stuff. You're not smart enough not to know when to be quiet, when to not say anything, when to hold your peace. You're not smart enough for that. Some things, uh, they're, they're things that I know people and they're good friends of mine and people that I grew up with and they've had some tragic situations happen and, and they sort of lean on me a lot when it comes to, to dealing with their grief and they will text or call me and, and say, I'm having one of those days. And, you know, sometimes it's been, some of them, it's been a year since their loved one passed, two years, and, and they just have those days. And, and they'll say to me, um, I'm having one of those days. And, and it, it would be easy for me to say, you know what? You just need to get over this. I'm so sick of you. I'm so tired of you. Get over this and move on, please. But I understand something that everyone deals with grief a different way. And not only do they deal with it a different way, but everyone sort of um, has their own time frame, their own timetable to deal with stuff. And that's what we have to understand. That's why we can't go and saying stuff. Some people get over stuff quicker than others. Some people get over it and you be like, you okay? And they'll be like, yeah, I'm fine. And even though sometimes they're suppressing it or, or they're hurting and, and they just trying to make it through. But then there are others that they just don't get over right away. It's not a, it's not a, a year. It's not two years. It could be a process of time, even though they're still functioning, even though they're still going through things that they have to do. They still have not gotten over. I know people that their parents have died or fathers or mothers and they were their caretakers. They haven't even uh, got rid of their their uh, clothes and, and things yet. They still have their stuff in the house and, and, and they're working their way to it. 
working their way to it, but they haven't gotten over it yet. So are they bad people because they haven't gotten over it? No. So what do we go and answer? Well, I'm going to take this. No. Keep it in there as long as you need. Eventually, they're going to move it out. Eventually, they'll get it out. And that's what you have to understand. They're going to get it out when, when there's a time when they'll get it out. I'll never forget uh, when I first became the pastor of uh, Holy Trinity, which is Restoration Revival now, uh, the late pastor uh, Benton and his wife, there was a picture right over the pulpit. And the picture uh, was a big, it was a big picture over the pulpit. And I'll never forget someone uh, that came to church they asked me one day, they said, uh, when are you going to take that picture now? <laughs> and I started laughing. They said, you know, you need to take that picture down. I said, no, I'm, I'm going to leave that picture right where it is. Oh, no, you need to take that picture down. You the pastor now. That picture's up there. and you need." So I said, no, I'm going to leave that picture right there. And I left that picture up there for maybe, I was a pastor maybe two years. And i never forget one day, one of the... Um, one of the mothers that was there when I got there, Mother Brown, she's deceased now. She came to me one day. She said, Pastor, can I ask you a question? I said, sure, Mother. What is it? She said, uh, when are you going to take that picture down? <laughs> and I said, well, Mother, I, I was waiting. And she said, yeah, you, you probably can take it down now. I removed that picture after that. And none of the members that were there when I got there had any problem with it. But if I'd have went in from, he passed in March, I believe it is, or something like that. Uh, I forgot what, what money passed, but I was made the pastor like three months later, two months later. If I would have went in and moved that picture and they were still grieving over the loss of their pastor, it would have caused me problems. But wisdom said, do not move that picture until somebody that was already here said something about it. And when they did, I moved the picture. They were grieving. Worst thing for me to go in is move the picture, change everything. I didn't even change the services and stuff right away. Took me a year and I started changing stuff around. Uh, I didn't do that. Why? Because they were still grieving. And the problem would have been with me going in, changing everything, not knowing what to do while they were grieving with the loss of a pastor. So I used wisdom and didn't do it. And when I went in, <laughs> when, I, when I finally started changing stuff, they were all in. Why? Because I used wisdom. They were grieving. You don't, you don't handle grieving people certain ways. Even though you may think it's therapy and you may think it's a good, you have to pray and ask God, how do I handle this? Everyone's different. Nobody's the same. And you don't handle everybody the same way. You don't, you don't say uh, crazy stuff the same uh, like you would say to people that you think you said to. You got to be careful how you deal with people and how you how you handle people. And, and I pray that this will uh, help us because I've seen a lot of people even on, on the timelines that just say uh, just stuff that's crazy and don't understand that, that kind of stuff 
will cause problems and then you'll get upset because people go off to the left and you'll be trying to figure out now how, why did they do that because you didn't have no wisdom with not what not to say i've learned if i can't encourage you i'm gonna leave you alone i'm gonna, I'm gonna just i'm gonna, I'm gonna not bother you i'm not gonna do it hey felicia i'm not gonna do it i'm not gonna bother you i'm not gonna mess with you why because that's not the thing to do and then y'all get upset with people because they go off you did it you you started that because you don't know what to say you don't know what to do and then if if the person wasn't even if the person was not all that that you think they should be or whatever whatever their lifestyle was you still don't do that when people are grieving you don't well they wasn't nothing anyway wrong thing to say wrong thing they may not have been nothing to you but they something to somebody so you don't you don't say that you don't you don't make those kind of statements and then when they check you then you i don't know why they did that you started that did you hear what i said you started it so stop stop doing that kind of foolishness and uh, let's ask god for wisdom on what to say to people and what not to say to people uh you know, let's 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 learn that because we're living in an insensitive day. People are so insensitive; they just fear they can say whatever they want. But I, I've learned something. Some stuff I don't even bother with. But those of you that that see me, but you don't know me, I've been this way a long time. But I think I'm worse now. I'm I'm praying, Lord, help me. Uh, but I'm I'm the wrong person to do that. Go with that with. I I will check you every time. I will check you so bad. I will I will actually read your email. I will. Because I don't have time for my, my tolerance level for foolishness is very low. And I've gotten older and I just I just don't feel like I got to put up with crazy stuff. If you don't like a thing, if you don't agree with something, if you don't have anything good to say, just leave it alone. Go do what you do. You know. Uh, and people are, we're losing too many people are passing around us for us not to be sensitive. You know, uh, I'm going to say this and I'm going to be done. You know, most times when we, when, when people pass, first thing we want to know, what they die from? <laughs> I mean, no, no, I'm praying for you. But what happened to them? What, what they die from? What if they just die from natural causes? Why, why do we have to know what they die from anyway? <laughs> like, like it's, it's going to, uh, like that's going to make a difference because we know what they died from. I mean, if you want to know that, that's fine. But what, is that going to, are we doctors or something? Is that going to make a difference? What they die from? Why are you asking? <laughs> you know, and uh, all of us have done that. I'm not saying that's wrong. I'm just saying all of it. What did that from? They died? What From what? <laughs> Someone asked, how, how do I handle a grieving spouse? Um, very careful. Uh, my wife, of course, lost her mother in July. She lost her sister uh, January 14th. And I have to tell you, uh, it's been a process when, when she lost her mother, she was grieving, but her and her mother talked every day. She called her mother every day. And this is no, 
This is not no exaggeration. She talked to her mother every day. She, uh, her mother liked looking at stuff on, uh, I think, Joe Lagun and the Mighty Clouds of Joy. Uh, my wife gave her mother, uh, I don't know if you say gave or lent or whatever. She, she gave her her iPad, set it up for her so she could watch stuff on, on YouTube and stuff like that. She talked to her mother every day. When she heard, uh, when they called and said that her mother wasn't responding, uh, you know, like she was before, I told my wife, I said, your mother is transitioning. And uh, she immediately got all her stuff. She said, I, I won't be back until whatever. And she left the house and went over to mother's house. And she stayed there until when her mother passed. Uh, I went over and we were there until they came and pronounced her or whatever. And uh, then she came home uh, with her sister. The last couple of days of her sister, uh, she talked to her every day. One of the nurses, uh, God gave us a nurse that worked there, was a godsend, gave us a nurse that helped her to uh, be able to FaceTime and talk to her sister. We got a chance to talk to her before she transitioned. And she said, to, she said it the other day, this one hurts even worse than my mother. And so she's had to deal with it. I, I don't know if there ever is a day that she goes, that she doesn't listen at her sister video, watch her sister video, listen at her music. And uh, she has to, uh, and so I've learned to just sort of deal with her carefully, not to be insensitive because, you know, as men, sometimes we have to admit it, we can be like, okay, let's, let's move on. But no. You have to learn as your spouse, whether it's male or female, be careful, be sensitive. Uh, sometimes they don't want they don't want to be bothered. Sometimes they don't want to they don't want to talk. Sometimes they're gonna be in their own little world, and you just got to know that. Uh, when sometimes she'll get, she said she'll get up, and I said, "Where are you going?" She said, "I'm going to my mother's house. I'm going to be with my sisters." Well, I don't say, "Well, you 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 don't need to go." No. Go, stay as long as you need to, as long as you want to, and she'll stay and then she'll come back home. Um, that's that's the way I deal with her. When she's listening at her sister, uh, if I'm in the room, sometime I'll leave the room and just let her have that moment. Uh, I was listening, one day I walked in the room, I think last week, and uh, she was listening at some of her sister did. I don't know if somebody sent it to her, what it was, but she was just bawling. I mean, just crying a river. And... Um, I just, I looked at her and, and I saw she was listening. She was repeating it over. So I just politely backed out the room and let her have her moment. And then I finally went back in and, and finally went back in to deal with her. Uh, I, I think that we have to understand that everyone deals with this differently. And if it's a spouse uh, that you got to deal with, uh, you, you got to learn how to deal with them and you got to learn to be sensitive in a way that you don't say the wrong stuff that you don't say the wrong thing so i've learned to be sensitive with her especially during this time and i try to keep her laughing i try to do things that are joking not dealing with her, her sister but just things that will keep her up in 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 joking and everything and and stuff like that why because i i, I feel i want her to do that uh, she said to me one day, I just need to get out of this house. I need to go and get some space. And so she was able, uh, she got a, a hotel room and stayed for two days. 
and uh, that was that was therapy for her. So that kind of stuff is the things that we have to, um, you know, do. Sometimes they want to get out the house. Sometimes they want to they want to to do what they got to do. Get out the house, not be in the house. Nothing wrong with that. I mean, sometimes you need that. I mean, you you need space. You need a moment. And um, so that's how you deal with that. Even when it comes to your your siblings and others, you you do the same stuff. I mean, give people. Let me let me put it to you this way: give people space to be who they are and to deal with what they got to deal with. And here's the important key to dealing with grieving people when they need space. Are you listening? Because this is going to help all of us. Do not, and I repeat, do not take it personal. Don't take it personal. It has nothing to do with you or me. Don't take it personal. Don't take it, don't take it personal. That's what we get, but I say we take it personal. They're not against you. They're not against me. They're dealing with something, and and we, we've come in their space sometimes, and they just may not want to be bothered, and they may not just want to be <laughs> talking to you. <laughs> and you trying to hold a conversation where they don't feel like talking. And you know how you are when you don't feel like talking. You don't want nobody talking. You, you be like, you don't, I don't feel like talking. Well, I mean, that's how everybody like that. I have days that they know, okay, he's not in a talkative mood today. <laughs> he don't feel like talking. So they leave me alone. Then there are days they know, oh, he he's talking, I'm just running my mouth. And they be like, oh my God, what did you you're just running your mouth all day. And so um we we have to do that. Let me see. Hold on, y'all. I'm still here. Uh let me do this. I think my uh, let me find, hold on, hold on, I'm still here, I'm still here, still here, y'all still hear me, hold on, all right, uh, hold on, I'm still here, uh, here we go, all right, all right, y'all, I'm back, <laughs> All right, I'm back. Uh, this uh, my battery on that camera sort of went, but I'm still here. So that that's how you deal with that. You just sort of understand that you cannot, um, you know, you you can't take everything personal that everyone's talking about or what they're doing. They're, they're not thinking about you. I mean, they really not. It's not a personal thing. You know, and your feelings all in and hurt. Um, you know, I I don't take anything personal. My, my wife said she said, "Well, I'm gonna be gone on my my mother's house." I said, "I'm good." Uh, you know, I got something to eat. I'll I'll get some food. Nothing personal. Just don't take it personal. And all of us eventually we'll get there. We'll understand this is not personal with anybody. It's not. It may seem like it is, but it's not. So let's deal with people the right way when they're grieving, losing loved ones, children, grandchildren. I see uh, 
think, uh, let me see, I, I think I've seen um, Elder Edmonds on here. He lost a, a granddaughter. I think she was nine. Um, you know, what, what do you say to that? I mean, no more than I'm praying for you and and some of us we don't understand because we never lost we never lost a, a loved one a, a granddaughter we don't we don't know how to you know and and you know we're quick I'm trying to get out of here y'all but let let me say this we're quick to always put stuff stuff with the judgment of God everything is not judgment some things are natural occurrences. Death is something that happens every day. And it don't mean that every time something happens to somebody, that is God's judgment on them. That's where we, we're so insensitive. God, that's God, God. Hmm. I seen people do that on, on Facebook when COVID first hit, when the pandemic. God is straining out the church. God is cleaning the church. And then when it hit their house, they changed their tone. And I'm, I don't want to be insensitive, but I'm, I was saying, look, if God was cleaning the church with everyone else, now that it hit your house, he must be cleaning it still. See how we can be insensitive until it hit us? It, when it hit us, then we be like, oh, oh, now, no, you, you should have left that alone. Because you didn't understand what you were saying and you were being insensitive to people. And now that it's hit you, you want us to feel sorry for you. All right, I better leave that alone because I'm. <laughs> Ooh, because I'm, I'm, I'm going over in that other area. Let me. <laughs> but uh, anyway, let's learn to be sensitive, y'all. Let's learn to um, be sensitive with people, be sensitive. Uh, when it comes to dealing with people, let's 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 learn that. Let's let's not be insensitive. Let's not um, say just anything we want to say. Learn to ask God to give you the tongue of the learn, what to say, when to say. And and I want to say this to those of us that are older: the older you get you should know what to say and what not to say. Some things you should just know not to say. Some things you should know, I'm not saying that, I ain't getting in that, I'm not gonna let nobody pull me into that. There's some things I ain't talking about. And that's one thing, when people grieving, I'm gonna encourage them, but I'm not getting into all that stuff. I ain't asking all kind of crazy questions because that's not the time to do that. All right? All right, I, I pray and trust that y'all got some out of this tonight. Uh, thank y'all so much for joining and uh, let's pray father we thank you and we give your name glory honor and praise tonight on this check-in Monday God there are many of us that you have allowed to speak encouraging words and wisdom to those that are grieving dealing with the loss of a loved one whether they're dealing with hurt whether they're dealing with disappointment whatever they're grieving may be some of them are grieving longer than others but God, we thank you that you give us the tongue of the learn, how to speak a fit word and how to speak this fit word in season. I pray that you would touch those that are grieving, even those that have lost loved ones this week. And last week, God, that we saw that they're going to 
celebrate their lives and to bury them. I pray that you give them strength. I pray that you would help them in this process of grieving and dealing with the time after uh, the transition of their loved ones. I pray that you would help them and encourage them. I pray that you would move for them. And I pray, God, that you would give them strength as only you can. Uphold them in your right hand. We don't know, but you know. And I pray that you would bless them and do it for them now. We give your name glory and we give your name praise and we give your name honor. There may be someone watching me now. God, that's in the midst of this grieving. I pray that you touch them. Those that are spouses that are dealing with their spouse and had trying to encourage them. God, we thank you for your wisdom. We thank you. Oh, God, that you would speak to us and cause us to know what to say, whether it's for our siblings, our, our mothers, fathers, sister, brothers, God, our friends, our coworkers, whatever the case may be. Help us to be able, God, to be a voice and a place and a person of encouragement. We give your name glory and we give your name praise for it now. And we thank you that it is so and that it is done. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank God. Amen. The Lord bless you and the Lord keep you tonight. Thank you again so much for uh, joining me and, and being a part tonight. I'm, um, I'm, I'm just excited that you all would even take the time to come in and listen, listen at me. Thank you so much for your uh, comments tonight. I really appreciate them and I want to encourage those of you uh, whatever you do, stay safe, uh, do what you got to do. And, um, you know, uh, during this pandemic, uh, do what y'all got to do. Stay safe by all means. Please do that. Um, and let's keep loving one another. You know, I, 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 we got to love each other while we got each other because too many are leaving too quick. And if we don't, you know, keep loving each other and and reaching out, checking on our loved ones. Like I said, my cousin called me and told me uh, my wife's, uh, my cousin's wife is uh, dealing with that cancer and they've stopped her chemo. We need a miracle. Um, that's tough. And not only that do did she have it, my cousin has it. And so that's even tough. And we got to deal with that. That's, that's, you know, when you get through praying and fasting, that's still mental and emotional. So um let's let's keep praying amen let's let's keep praying and praying for one another the lord bless you the lord keep you tonight thank you again we'll see you next monday uh, in the meantime love on somebody check on your loved ones check on your family and friends let them know i love you and let them know there's not a thing <laughs> you can do about it the lord bless you have a good night